0: Welcome to Three Brothers Talking About. This is Keith Gallagher. We hope everyone is staying safe and sane out there as uh, we're moving through April. Uh today's today's podcast is Three Brothers Talking About Excellence. And we're the main part of it anyway. We're going to talk about, you know, a couple of other things too. And we think that this one will probably extend over not just this episode, but a uh, a future one as well. We have a lot certainly to cover and we're looking forward to dive right into it. So let me bring on Kevin and Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Keith? How you doing, hey, Matt? Uh,
1: good. How's it going, guys?
0: Good. Uh, good. Yeah. Things are good. Everybody, you know, we, we've chatted. And everybody's st- safe, thankfully, in our families. Um, And, you know, we're all uh, looking for things to do and listen to. So hopefully we can entertain some folks out there today with the podcast about excellence. So, we're going to get into that main part of it, as you heard me say, in a bit. But first, a couple of things. <laughs> Amazingly, we have some people out there who are actually interested in our thoughts about certain things. Shocking, mm. you know, That's okay. we, <laughs> We've gotten a couple of requests here. And we, we'd like to. We'd
1: like to thank those two people.
0: <laughs> That's right, and <laughs> I think the ten bucks is worth it that I gave yes. them yes. to show some interest. But uh, yeah, we. We've gotten emails through our three brothers talking about at gmail dot com. That's three brothers, the word talking about at gmail dot com. And people have been listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, and they're interested. So today's request, and this is kind of a cool one, I like. I, I, well, we've been doing something in the family uh, over the last couple weeks just to keep ourselves occupied and essentially revolves around songs and every day there's a different song category that everybody kind of chimes in on and this one also revolves around songs guys so we're interested in your thoughts on this particular one music one of the things that's great about music is that it can bring us back to a place in time almost immediately so the the category is what song Reminds you of a very particular time and place. And uh, what does it remind you of? What What was it like? So, uh, Kevin, you want to go first?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's kind of easy for me. Uh, I'm not a real big music buff, but um, the song that, uh, no matter where I am or who I'm with, uh, it'll bring me right back to... Uh, us at weddings, um, the song beat it. And (laughs) we had a wedding, dancing, uh, to the flood, flood with our family. Uh, you know, uh, it's great memories. So, uh, no, that, that, that came to my mind. Um, um, so yeah, nothing better than that. Um, you know, uh, usually with our family and uh, friends, close friends and some kind of, uh, usually a wedding and uh, having a good time Yeah, so let's beat it Michael Jackson yeah,
0: I I have to uh, kind of elaborate on that just a little bit for, for there were three weddings I believe that we had where we had the same band and there was a band that made up really of a bunch of teachers that we'd had in school and we had this thing and beat it was one of them and they would get such a kick out of it when it started. Matt and Kevin <laughs> <Yeah>. I, lo- <laughs> I looked recently at the wedding video, Joel and mine wedding video, which is twenty six years ago, and you guys got serious height during uh during the fudge packer.
2: Well that's and- what Alex and Brooke saw for the first time and they were laughing and saying, What are you doing? Why are you jumping? Uh,
0: so oh, it was uh, interesting to watch them watch that. It, it was something, and out of the uh, in one corner of the video is the priest who married Jill and I, and he's dancing with his wife, and he looks completely and utterly perplexed. Has no idea what's going on. I get a kick out of it every time I see it.
1: So. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs>
0: Matt, how about you?
1: Yeah, the vertical is not quite like it used to be. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, well, I think like it's weird because like when 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 you hear a song, that it immediately comes back to you, right? But then when you bring up the topic, you know, you're tr- kind of scrambling because there's so many of them, you know. But um, but but then as soon as you hear that song, it like you said, Keith, it takes you right back to where you know it. Now, wherever it was that you heard it first or that you always heard it or whatever. But the one song that that I don't know why, it just it makes me think of Wagner Wrestling and in the vans you know, driving. And that's uh, every rose has its thorn. And (laughs) because we used to all sing it, (laughs) you know, it's a bunch of wrestlers, a bunch of wrestlers going to, you know, going to a tournament or, you know, a match. And we're driving in these vans Then all of a sudden you know, and it was popular then. So it came, it was on the radio all the time. So as soon as it came on, you know, (laughs) you know, Kevin, who who was actually my coach in college, uh, you used to crank it up (laughs) or whoever was driving at that particular time used to crank it up and, and the entire van used to sing it. And it was kind of cool, you know, and, and ever since then, every time I hear the song, it just immediately brings me back to that. And, um, you know, it's you know obviously great memories and, uh it was just, it's just something that reminds me of it, you know, immediately.
0: And I it was really good, too.
1: Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, we were like in sync and, uh, you know, everything sounded so great. The acoustics were awesome. <laughs> you know, people had solos. Obviously, I'm joking. I'm joking about all of that, but still.
0: Kind of like uh, David Spade and Chris Farley, and Bobby yeah, Boy,
1: exactly. But you know what? It's like the shower. You know, if you think you know, you think you're good, you're good. And we thought we were good, so we were good.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I missed that. Uh So for me, I'm gonna, I have to go with two, I guess. One is uh Amy from Pure Prairie League. When I was out in the Poconos, uh, when I worked out in the Poconos back in the, I guess the late '70s. My roommate at the time, Bobby Hamer, who's one of my best friends, had would play. It It seemed like every single day we he would play that. We'd get back into our beat up, really messy cabin after an unbelievable day of cleaning out septic tanks or putting <laughs> putting uh, asbestos into attics, and and listen to Amy just to try and uh, get make life better. No, I'm just kidding. It was a wonderful job. I had a great time though I did clean out septic tanks. So that always it always brings back great memories. And then the other one, and I'm not quite really proud of this one, but I have to bring it up because every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. In the mood, when we were at Manhattan, upstairs in the Terminal Bar, and I'm not sure, Kevin, you've probably, I'm sure you've been in the Terminal, Kevin. Oh, yeah. um, it was one of the bars that was down on Broadway by Manhattan College. Upstairs, there was a couple songs that we'd always play and one of them like, was in the mood and I was dancing. It was after a formal or a semi-formal and I was dancing with a girl and I had, she wasn't my date or anything, but I was dancing with her and she was all dressed up and we're pl- doing in the mood and you know how you spin people around and then you kind of let them go out a little bit and you grab their hand, you pull them back.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: I can tell you, if you don't grab their hand <laughs> quite right, they can take out two tables. <laughs> <laughs> wow She's, yeah it's, yeah tables. yeah she went right on her back slid through two tables and oh. uh yeah am a little bit well, that, i'm not proud of it
2: was that your last dance with her oh yeah i think so
0: <laughs> yeah i think that probably pretty much ended the relationship she wasn't a big fan of mine anyway i don't even know why we're dancing but uh she
1: would yeah. done she, it she seems like she would have done anything to get away from you at that time <laughs> <laughs> i'll just i'll fake i miss his hand i'll take out two tables and i will, I will stop dancing my,
0: my lasting memory of her is her on her back like a turtle uh with a table halfway down on top of her uh, anyway enough of that and I, i'm sorry about that by the way uh i'm not even going to mention your name but i'm sorry so we've um
1: i'm sure she's listening
0: yeah well we're pretty widespread at this point as i told you before everyone's listening to us at this point that's true uh now before we get into the main point of the of um of today's discussion we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about excellence all right we're back hey guys hey what's up hey how you doing Good, good. So that was nice reminiscing about some music. Uh, But now we're going to get into our discussion on excellence. And I'm going to embarrass Matt and Kevin right now. But I think I have to show why I think these two guys are experts on excellence. So they're going to have to be quiet for a second. And I'm going to read off just a few accomplishments that they've had in their careers. And then we're going to – so what I'm basically trying to prove to our listeners is – that these guys really do know what they're talking about. So guys, I know I, and I know you're going to say it's all about the team and all about the team. And I agree with you, but give me my moment here, would you? So Kevin, since he's the older one, Kevin coaches wrestling at Minnesic Valley high school where we went, he coaches football as well, but we're going to focus on one of the sports he, 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 he coaches. And, um, he's, he's, he's amassed quite a career. Uh, he's in the New York State Wrestling Hall of Fame. 2017, I think they brought you in, Kevin. Congratulations on that. He has 506 career wins, which I think, I believe, is fifth all time in New York State. I think you're a two time New York State dual meet champion. If I'm wrong about that, tell me. Um, you've been ranked number one uh, maybe three times in the state. And Finished. this is a mate. What's that? Just finished one, no, just twice. Twice, okay. And you've been ranked once, probably number one, a, a number of times. And this one, I didn't know until I looked it up that from between, since the 2013 2014 season, I think you're 164 and 14, which is, seems absurd to me. Uh, but uh, obviously, there's a career of winning excellence. An accomplishment there so i think kevin can speak to that when we get to that point so congratulations on all that stuff kevin
2: thanks Steve. i appreciate it and
0: uh, now matt matt matt's not too shabby either matt's the uh wrestling coach uh, i mean i'm sorry the football coach at Mainwell, main well main and well high school and matt holds the new york state main way and well under matt holds the new york state record of 62 straight matt uh yes 62 straight wins, which is is simply amazing. Four consecutive New York State titles. And I, how many sectional titles? Six, maybe? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Six, six or seven in a row. And then also that led to a 30 for 30, ESPN 30 for 30, on the leg, 62 the legendary streak of Maine and well high that kind of talked about... Um, the streak so they know what they're talking about when it comes to excellence Matt, congratulations on all that amazing
1: thank you keith appreciate it
0: and, good and good. i yeah and I, there's no doubt that your 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 hall of fame call will be coming uh you're a little younger than kevin much younger much younger you know so they probably wanted to get kevin in you know because he's old but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, I'm older than Kevin, so I'm allowed to make fun. All right. So, guys, what I wanted to do was, you know, just talk about in general what kinds of things have driven the level of excellence that you guys have. And what I'm what I'm do is ask a question and then ask you both to respond to it. And I might probe a little bit more on that because I'm really interested in this. I'm interested in people who develop programs that other people can't do you know so you look at it and you go geez well you know kids are the same pretty much uh it's not like they're feeding these kids something different there's nothing different in the water at menacing valley or in Maine. and well they're you know kids are kids but you're doing something that's making them great at what they do making your programs great so let's start matt let's start with you on this one um what are your core principles that you simply won't compromise on?
1: Well, it, it, there's there's no question that it's uh, you know the team first, um, you know, and then the individual. You know, that's that's that just we don't even really talk about that part of that. But you know, it's selflessness. We we kind of we term it that, um, you know, because everything and they understand that. And in the game of football, there's no there's no you know, bigger or better example of, of, a, of a team sport or um, a bunch of guys in this particular case, 11 at that, at that particular time, coming together to, to accomplish, you know, a task. Uh, many other sports, it's, you know, it's one man trying to do it and one guy even in other team sports can take over a game because he's that much better than everybody or he's that good. But you, it's very tough to do that in a football game. Um, so we, 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 we really believe that, you know, the team first mentality, um, you know, and then that kind of breeds the other things that we, that we really believe in. And that's the love of the game and the love for the guys on your team and, and just playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. And, um, you know, and then it just kind of, what we believe kind of builds from there, you know, and then that, that kind of pulls in another one of ours, which is the commitment, um, you know, and then trying to try to improve every day and in every way. And then, um, of course the building of relationships is what we believe is the most important thing. Um, and actually it, it's kind of funny because we really went back and looked at these and we, we do it, you know, every so often, but we went back and looked at this, uh, what our core principles were and like what we consider our core values of our program, and. Um, not one single one of them mentioned winning uh, and we believe that and you know we believe that these things you know the result is the winning and we believe that if we can build this and we can put this into the mindset and, and if the kids truly believe in this then the winning will just will,
0: will, will just happen okay so so I've a, a follow up question on on this that I'm going to come back to in a minute, but I want to talk. To, I want to ask Kevin the same question. Um, so, Kevin, your core principles—what would you say they are?
2: Well, you know, probably a lot of ways similar to Matt's. Um, you know, even though wrestling has both the team aspect and the individual, um, but but we're big on team. Also, um, you know, taking one of the things that I think, you know, we talk about a lot is, you know, make sure you take care of the things that you can take that you have total control over first, you know, and that's attitude, effort, um, the two main ones, um, you know, and, and just being on time, doing what you can, you know, that, that doesn't matter. No one else involved. So, so, um, uh, taking responsibility, um, you know, we're big, uh, team oriented, uh, philosophy too uh but we just really believe in um you know being committed to getting better every day you know we talk i'd probably say uh get better today or uh we're gonna get better today i'd probably say it uh i don't know five times of practice maybe at least um and um you know and i same as matt um you know you take care of little things the little things make the big things work so um, you know, we, we we constantly preach taking care of little things um, and uh, just having fun, uh, you know, and, and, and being a good teammate. Um, and uh, I think, um, you know, it just the expectations in our room um, kind of take care of things, you know, uh, somewhere along the line, um, you know, it just gets... You know, you come into the room, you know what to expect, and the, and the and the rest of the kids uh, take care of um, setting the tone. You know, and um, you know, and obviously we have to do that as coaches too. But uh, you know, the kids can kind of take take over a big part of that um, as you go.
0: Yeah, and that's you know, there's a bunch of things that both of you said in there that uh, interest me. I, I had the opportunity to hear Bob Hurley speak. And he talked about packing your bag and where he had one of his, he's probably his second team center. They went up to him play in Boston. And the kid had his music with him. He had his school books with him. That was good. And he had some clothes and everything. But you know what he didn't have? His sneakers. Took him play. And you know what they, at St. Anthony's, they started teaching the kids to pack their bag. And the first thing you put into the bag are the things that you need to have to do what your job, essentially. And it sounds like the what you guys talk, focus is on is on detail and responsibilities. Matt, would you say that that's kind of in line with the pack your bag kind of thing?
1: Oh, huge, huge. De- uh, like Kevin said, you know, some of the things that we mentioned is um, – know certain specific things every practice and details detail, details is one of them and we and we always talk about that you know you just can't turn it on and off when you walk on the field it has to be done in the classroom it has to be done in how you represent our program in the community everything so everything matters and we talk about details right the the continue to do the little things right and and it's going to help the big things and um So details is a huge part of what we talk about each and every day. Have you
0: ever had a situation where you've been tested your core principles, like uh, the selflessness, the team first type of thing? And I'm going to ask both of you this question where you've you've had to. Well, maybe it's your your best kid. Right. And you don't have to be specific about this or anything where you said, no, my principles come first. This is what the team principles, because in the grand scheme of things, that's what matters. Has that happened?
2: Uh, Go ahead, Kev. Well, uh, actually, you know, it happened. um, We had an example of that this year in a a, not a good time to have it happen. Um, It was uh, in the um, dual meet against Monroe this year. Uh, the first match of the year, you know, Monroe is a big rival of ours, and, and they're uh, usually between us who wins the sections. And um, one of our captains um, and returning Section 9 champs champ um, came in uh, to school late. And uh, one of the rules is you got to be there. Um, you know, uh, the whole day on a on a match day, and um, you know, and and we just talked about this. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe two weeks earlier or a week earlier. Uh, you know, a kid in another sport, um, got called on it, and um, you know, so I made a big deal out of it. Um, and then you know, uh he comes in late and, um, so our, our administration was there. They didn't say anything to me. They wanted to see, uh, um, and then after the, you know, I didn't wrestle him, you know, and, and, uh, it was a big match and, you know, it wasn't like, um, it, you know, we knew in advance, uh, I think he was the third match of the, of the match. So it wasn't like, um, I could rest them. So, you know, um, I had them warm up, but I didn't even announce them. And I told them to, that you're not wrestling no matter what. So, um, yeah, so, uh, we got called on it this year a little bit and, and I was sweating, I was sweating it out a little bit, but, you know, um, you know, I think the message was, uh, you know, here's a returning champ, uh, captain of our team. And I talked to him about it too. You know, I was disappointed, obviously. Um, and uh, so we set the tone and I think, um, you know, obviously we had a very good year. We won the you know, state title. and um, So I think overall it ended up helping us me sticking to the principles there.
0: How about you, Matt?
1: Yeah, unfortunately we've had some similar situations when some kids have broken some team rules and we've had to do some things like that as well. Um, and, you know, as a, as a staff, we want to make sure that we're gonna you know not compromise on certain things so we 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 try to do the right thing um, you know we may know we it may hurt those kids but and it may hurt the kids that maybe didn't break the rules uh, but uh in the long run, it's definitely gonna pay off but specifically, there's one particular case w- w- that has nothing to do with really whether or not you did something right or wrong um, i this one really sticks in my mind more so than anything was when uh, we were actually doing, we were actually in practice and, um, you know, I kind of got on one of our best players and he said, coach, it's only practice. And the entire team just like stopped and like, couldn't even believe what he said. And cause you know, that's just not us. Cause we talk about details so much, so often, so often, so often, um, you know, so, th- and that, that, that really did, you know, and I kind of, felt myself at that particular time saying, okay, and, and, and this was running through my mind so quickly. And this was very early on. This was probably like my, uh, my third year, um, coaching, you know, being the head coach. And, you know, so as a group, we've always, we always talked about that. And I remember this specifically saying, this running through my mind saying, okay, whatever you do here, you know, is going to be huge. And, um, you know, uh, I kind of flipped out a little bit in in a way though, that, I think was, was good. Uh, I think the, the the kid that said it realized it um, he ended up, you know, we, we ended up doing some things cause I'm not a huge fan on team punishment at all. Um, but uh, he, we ended up doing some things and he actually didn't start. He, he sat the first half um, and he totally understood it. And to be, to be quite honest um, you know, from that point on, I can say right now and he was a sophomore when he said it and he was still one of our best players uh, he was probably the hardest worker that we've ever had, or one of the hardest workers we've ever had.
0: You know that, and that is so tough. <laughs> I remember kid, kiddingly hearing uh, when we we would talk about coaching. I used to coach, <laughs> and this is a kidding thing. Don't make an example out of the starter. But uh, yeah, over time though, you, you have to, right? You have to. Well, not necessarily. You don't want to make an example, but you have to stick to what you know is right. Because the long run that is who you are and what you want your program to be, I would think.
2: yeah um, definitely yeah and, and hopefully if you do it once or twice, that may be all it takes you know I mean mm-hmm. if you if you know if you stick to the, your principles with the little things um, then the kids get it. And you don't really have to worry about again, most of the time, um, you don't really have to worry about a big situation coming up because it, they're just like they don't they don't go that way, you know yeah well
1: and and one one, one other point I'd like to make on that too, if if you don't mind is that um, you know, as I said, like the whole team kind of stopped when he said it, so they they knew that wasn't us. Oh, yeah. So every now and then you're going to get, and you know somebody that doesn't necessarily, you know, go along with whatever it is that you that you hope that you've built, and maybe not go along with, but maybe just for a quick instant didn't at that particular time. So I really, it's one good thing about it is that that don't change whatever it is that you do. You know what I mean? Just because one particular person isn't going along with it, you know, maybe you're saying, oh, maybe I am being too hard. Now, stick to your guns. And, you know, because as I said, the, the the 39 other kids were like amazed that he said that. So, you know, that they're in it, you know, they believe in it. And he did, you know, but at that particular time, he just didn't. So, you know, just stick to your guns. And like Kevin said, it's going to come out to be a good thing.
0: The One of the things that I often wonder about is how important the skill set is versus the mindset. Um, if you guys talk about that a little bit, uh, what do you focus more on? I, I, I assume you have to do both, but is it skills or is it mindset? Uh, let's see, Kevin. Maybe it's your turn to go first.
2: Okay. Um, uh, I would say, um, even in even in doing the skills, you got to have the right mindset. You know, um, like in wrestling, you have to drill so much. And if you're not, if you don't have the right mindset, if you're not ready to learn, if you're not ready to to drill um, over and over and over again, if you don't have the right mindset, then, you know, you're not going to be able to to do what you need to do. Um, Now, I know it's a little different. You might be asking, like, in a match, when it comes down to it, What's more important, the uh, mental toughness or, or the um, or the technique? But you know, in order to get to a, to be able to put yourself into that position where you are, you know, in that maybe uh, elite position where it comes down to it against a, another good kid, um, you know, what comes now? What's more important, the technique or the mindset or the mental toughness? If you didn't have the mental toughness and the mindset to grind it out, you know, in practice and do the extra things you need to do, then you won't be you won't be in that position. So I really don't think you can um, do it without the mindset.
0: So and Matt, maybe I'll ask you answer to answer this is most coaches at the level that you guys are at most coaches know what to do you know they know how to they know what the moves are in wrestling they know what offense so they know how to teach people to tackle or block or whatever well maybe i'm wrong about that matt do you what do you think and then you know related to the skill set versus mindset if everybody knows the same stuff how come you guys are good at it
1: well i i think it's it's part culture It's part, um, you know, it is definitely the mindset, you know, as far as that's, you know, as far as, you know, um, them coming, not like I think Kevin might've mentioned it, not necessarily coming to play the game, but coming every day to practice and preparing themselves to get ready for that game, you know, and we always talk about, it's not just, you know, it's not just, on the football field, because if things are not going right in the classroom, you're not going to be able to have the right mindset when you come to practice. So we really do focus a lot about the entire, uh, in the entire like perspective of what we consider, you know, the student athlete, you know, when we talk about, and not only that, but and how would they relate to the community? Because there's a lot more that goes on, you know, uh, in, in kids' minds. That's, you know, other than just, okay, let's go play football right now there's so many things that they come with. So if they feel if their mindset's right in all three categories, if you want to call them those, then things seem to be a lot better. Um, You know, but when it comes right down to it, though, we also talk about this with a little emotion too, that, you know, emotion can only take you so far, then you have to, you have to play football. You have to be able to block. You have to be able to tackle. You have to be able to do this. You have to be able to do that. So you know, we always say that that might that might get you a quarter, you know, but then you still then you gotta play football and you have to know what you're doing. The execution has to take over. Uh but for you to develop the skills for the execution to take over, you have to have the mindset to uh be able to prepare for that.
2: You know, if I could jump in for a second, Keith. Uh, Matt made a key word. Uh he said a key word when he said culture, the culture of the program, I think um, it's just you—you you can't uh, underestimate that when you talk about why maybe some teams, you know, are better than others. I think a lot has to do with the culture and, and the kids buying all in. You know, you talk about uh, he's are they all in? And and you know, a lot of times they say they're all in, but you can tell by a practice, I think, and um and and uh, the community around. It you know if everybody buys in and I tell you one of the things that I love most about our program and our kids is when when we we have parents all over the place and and I love it you know they take pictures galore and you know they take pictures of the wrestling um, but but what I love most about it is in the background you can see our kids our teammates uh really excited and happy for our other for their teammates you know they're just all in for each other and i that just that i tell you that makes me feel so good about our program when i see those kids that happy for their teammate i I just freaking love it well let me so go ahead matt
1: go ahead okay and i was going to say that's that's a great point kev because in all honesty i make i make a point of that like if we're watching film and and we make it we You know, there's a great play. I make a point to point out the sideline and and how happy each guy's, you know, all the guys on the sideline are for what's happening on the field. You know, all of a sudden you see a guy break, break a run. And then all of a sudden the whole sideline starts to move with the runner and they're all pumped up and they're all excited about it. So, you know, and I think, I think involving all the kids and making sure whether you're the star, you know, whether you know there's 40 kids on your team, you're number one or you're number 40, that they understand that they have a huge role in the whole in the whole part of that, and I think that's a great point that Kevin makes as far as, uh, you know, them that that's that's team first. You know, they all they care about is the team. They they don't care who gets the credit, um, but they you know, as long as they're successful and they're, as long as they're it's the team. Well, first. you know,
0: the interesting thing that both of you talked about culture and both of you have, have established such a winning culture. That there's an expectation that you guys are going to be really good every year. People you could see like, well, Kevin, we went to your 500th match when you won your 500th match. You guys, the match was over before it even started. Just just simply because the other team was intimidated. Uh, Well, I don't want to they were intimidated by when you guys came on the mat. There's no question about it. You're you're bigger, stronger and faster. But and that's no nothing on any other team. The the part of establishing that culture, how do you do that? And how, or let me ask this question: Was there a point in time when you knew I got what I wanted? I mean, I got, this is what I was hoping for it to be. Uh, it might not have been a win, a specific win, but it was a moment in time when you saw something click, and you thought, "I think we're on the right, we're going in the right direction now." <laughs> either one of you that's a tough one i bet yeah, right
1: yeah. <laughs> it is yeah uh well i i mean well how we established it i i honestly believe that um you know now this our our, our staff and our program is is amazing you know what i mean and number one thing you build, you know, you surround yourself with great people and that's what, you know, there's no question that I did that. Um, so I think, but I also think that as the head coach, there's certain things that has to be done. And the number one thing that has to be done is you have to be everywhere, period. Cause then they know you're bought in. They know that you believe in everything. They know that, you know, if you're there, then there's no reason why they shouldn't be there. And I'm talking about the coaches and I'm talking about the, the, the kids. So now if the kids start starting to see that the head coach is there and all the other coaches, well, then then now it's becoming more than just coaches, you know, and, and kids. Now it's everybody together. And I think that really starts to build that whole thing. And then why, why being there and then being positive when you're there. And I think that you know, and then being honest about the whole thing, and and w- this is this is where we're at, uh, this is how we're going to get these things done, and you know, we we believe it's going it's going to be the best thing for us. Um, and I know that you you mentioned something about the turning point, and I remember very very early on, you know, there was certain things that we weren't going to compromise, and there was a couple of kids that were kind of, you know, very first year, they were they were kind of like. You know they're not sure if they're gonna jump aboard, but then I I, I said I, I kinda of clicked and I said, you know what? They're loyal to their last coach, which is an awesome thing, right? Because eventually that's what we're gonna want from every kid that we have in our program is for them to be loyal to us, to be loyal to what we believe in, loyal to our culture. So it was hard for those kids to pull away from their past their their last coach than to, you know, come aboard, if you want to call it that, to ours um eventually it did happen and it did work out but that one moment right there i was like you know what i understand this now so i'm going to approach this a little bit differently and then eventually those guys came aboard you know uh i think they understood that we weren't you know bashing the other coaches things were just going to be a little bit different because this is the way we were taking it and then it kind of went from there
2: tim what are your thoughts well, I agree with Matt. First of all, when, when he says surround yourself with good people, uh, you know, I got the, I got the best assistant coaches around, especially, uh, Scott Hennershot, who's been with me for, um, 17 years in wrestling. Um, so, uh, he's been a gigantic part. So, and then, you know, we have other coaches, you know, that have uh, graduated from Menacing to Brendan Byrne, Ross Potter. So those guys are, are such a key to our program. And, you know, and you just kind of, it kind of clicks, you know, um, uh, you know, and to be honest, you know, um, when I first took over at Menacing, I just knew, uh, that, you know, it was even in, I, you know, in an article, um, that, um, I thought we could be the best team in in the state at Minnesink Valley. I think Minnesink Valley has what it takes. It has you know the community. It has you know the kids. It has everything we you know that you you kind of need. And and um, you know and, and it just kind of felt right. You know, just being there at Minnesink, and uh, you know there was a good tradition at Minnesink, and um, you know I just had that. You know I just it came together. You know and um, the one match where I think we finally got over the hump a little bit. I remember, um, when, you know, we were hovering in, uh, you know, when we broke top 20 in the state, it was a big deal for us. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, one year, I think it was, you know, it was pretty early on, but, um, we beat Fulton and, uh, Fulton was a perennial, uh, number, you know, top five team. And, and we beat them one year and I, and, I said, ah, I think we're getting over the hump, you know. So then we got to, you know, into the top ten, and you know, and then moved up from there. But uh, I thought that was a gigantic win uh, as a team, Um, and the kids felt it. The program felt it, you know, Uh, and that was a big jump for us.
0: This has been uh, this has been great, and we wanted to kind of break this up into two episodes, if you will. And we've talked about this, but. In in keeping with excellence, we've talked more about team angle of things here. But on the next podcast, we're going to bring our cousin Brian, Brian Bracken on. And Brian is a two-time Emmy Award winner for sound editing. So I think it'd be interesting to talk about the individual accomplishments to a certain extent. And and I'm sure he's part of a bigger team, too. I'm very interested to listen to how he achieves that excellence and then... Kind of hear you ask you hear you guys ask some questions about that that potentially maybe you could even incorporate into what you guys have been doing so I'm looking forward to doing that
2: uh, yeah that'd be I'd yeah. love to
0: hear it yeah it's gonna be awesome so we're gonna we're gonna get this podcast we're gonna get them both out fairly close together and I'm 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 very excited about the next step with this this was great guys. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I always, like personally, I'm always trying to learn from people who are great at what they do uh, to try and incorporate that, incorporate that into my life or into what I do for a living. And uh, there are certainly some things here today that help me. And, you know, the people listening out there, this isn't about sports. It really isn't. This is about focus, hard work, determination, and, and doing what's what's right. And if you do those things, I think no matter what you do for a living, you're going to be successful. Kevin and Matt just do it better than anyone else. So uh, um, I want to thank you guys for this and uh, stay safe out there.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And one quick thing though, Keith, uh, I just, you know, you guys are my older brothers and, you know, I take a lot of the things that I do from Kevin as far as that's concerned, but that doesn't shortchange you at all because there's so many things that, you know, that you do, um, uh, as, as our oldest brother that you do for the family, um, that I kind of kind of take and do for, with my, my family. Um, and not only that, but then, you know, you, you know, you have a lot of people that work under you. So you, you have a lot bigger, um, in some ways, team that you have to deal with. Uh, and sometimes in all honesty, it's, it's a lot easier to deal with kids than it is with, with adults, right? Especially when those adults, um, you know, their, their job's on the line, their livelihood's on the line. So uh, kudos to you for whatever you have done, which has been amazing as far as what you, what you do. And um, I take a lot of things from both of you guys, and
0: I, I appreciate it. No, thanks. Man. I really do. Thanks.
2: Yeah. Course, thank you.
0: Well, we look forward to uh, getting together again in a few few days, finishing up the second half of this podcast. Uh, say hi to the families and everyone out there who's listening. Stay safe and stay home. All right, fellas. Talk to you soon.